Welcome to the Every Nation Rosebank Church Podcast. At our church, we honor God, make disciples, and transform nations. For more information about our church, visit everynationrosebank.org and don't forget to subscribe. We're in this uh, relationship series, and uh, as I was preparing for it and thinking about it, it was like, how would I explain to my unchurched friends what this relationship series is about? So I thought of putting a, a, a playlist together to explain the relationship series. And so if you are having some unchurched friends and you're telling them we're going through this relationship series, I've got some songs you can share uh, with your, your friends. So Pastor Sai kicked this relationship series off with, uh, with this song. It's an amazing song. Let me try one more. All right, it started a bit late, but it's the man in the mirror, right? And so this idea that our relationship fundamentally starts with ourselves. And if we're going to be good with our relationship with God and with relationships with others, it really starts with the person in the mirror. And so it's about asking yourself those difficult questions. It's about having this good relationship, this healthy relationship with yourself. And then Lareko took us uh, to the next one, which is... It always feels like we need to sing along, right? Um, and so it was a, th- a whole thing around friendship. And you know how all friendships start? All friendships start like this. You two, you two don't know how to play golf? Me as well. You two have a heart for social justice? You two like ice cream? And out of that you two kind of thing, a beautiful friendship arises. And friendships are fundamentally around shoulder-to-shoulder relationships. You walk alongside a friend, right? And so there's this idea of shoulder-to-shoulder. The first one is face-to-face in a mirror. Then it's shoulder-to-shoulder today. And then last week, Pastor Sai spoke about dating. And um, if I had to overall think about what Pastor Sai was trying to communicate to all of us about dating, was just to slow down, you know, and calm down. Calm down. right? <laughs> and it was just to calm down in your dating, right? Slow it down a little bit. Don't just jump where you're not supposed to be jumping, right? So slow it down a little bit. And so this dating relationship is you start with you two, then us two, and you're walking alongside. But what you're starting to do is to start looking at each other a little bit. So you're moving from shoulder to shoulder and your posture is a little bit face to face as you think about that. And so today we're talking about engagement, right? And uh, this is about moving a little bit closer face to face. And um, this is the song I thought about engagement uh, this morning. Hello, my Hello, my sweet. Hello, my Hello, my sweet. chocolate. Oh, can you feel me? Are you feeling me this morning, right? So when you engage, you can start saying, my sweetheart, my chocolate, you know? Hello, my baby. You know, we're moving to a particular kind of space, right? And we're going to unpack that a little bit more. I can see that shy of some of you Pagati inside, hey? Um, and then uh, next week, you have Mark and Mercia that are going to, uh, let's see what they're going to do. Stop. 
Oh, some pata pata uh, next week with uh, the marriage sermon series coming to an end uh, next week, right? Um, and so if you want to explain to your non-Christian friends, just play them the playlist. It'll give them all the context they possibly would need. Imagine this for a moment. You're in a connect group. Uh, part of your connect group is an 18-year-old young woman and a 23-year-old young man. They've been, they're engaged now for about three, four months, around about there, deeply in love, you know. They've been on the sermon series, and it's um, early 2024, your first meeting uh, after a December holiday, right? And they say, you know, you do a check-in with your, 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 your connect group. And part of their check-in, the 18-year-old young woman says, we've got some news to share. You're all on the edge of your seats. And she says this, we're pregnant. Oh, what? Right? They're engaged. So you're like, oh, like some of you, like some of you weren't sure if you should be happy or not. Like I saw some of you, like, oh, no, that's the wrong time to be happy, right? And then you were like, so tell us, December, what happened? Right? And then the husband pops up and says, the Holy Spirit came upon her. Hi, boy. Exactly. How would you debrief that? Can I ask you, like, take 30 seconds and tell the person next to you, if this was a real case, right? 18-year-old, 23-year-old, and they're pregnant, they're engaged, and when you ask, Mana, what happened? They say the Holy Spirit. Please tell, just have a quick conversation with the person next to you. All right. You know, just by the laughing and by the disapproval on some of your faces, this Holy Spirit thing is not going to fly with you, right? It's not going to work, right? Um, so let's see. Luke 1. Luke 1, 26 and 38. In, this, uh, in the sixth month, an angel, Gabriel, was sent from God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph in the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said to her, Greetings, O favored one of the Lord. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting might this be. And she was rightfully to be concerned. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with the Lord. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall be called Jesus, and he will be great and be called the Son on the Most High. And the Lord your God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will know no end. Mary said to the angel, How is this since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of Most High will overshadow you. And therefore the child will be, born, will be, be, be called holy, the son of gold, God, the gold, God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, who is old in her age, has conceived a son, and is in the sixth month of who she was called barren. For there is nothing impossible with God. And Mary said, I am your servant of the Lord. I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word. And the angel departed. Sometimes I think we read the scripture and we just move on. This must be terrible for Mary. 
Like she's favored of God. Like if I'm favored of God, I want like other kind of blessings. I don't want to be able to explain to my family that the Holy Spirit came upon my fiance and she's pregnant. Like that's not the kind of thing a favored person of God necessarily wants to share. Right? These are difficult things. Can you imagine what that was like? And so when I started, when Pastor Sai said, I'm talking about engagement, and I thought I'm going to talk about Mary and Joseph, I had this song in mind. Like, that's what I had in mind with Joseph and Mary. Love is in the air. Romeo and Juliet. Joseph walking on air. You know, palpitations in his heart. Going up to Mary's house. They didn't have WhatsApp, so he'd throw a message through her window. You know, he would walk hours to see her. Um, that kind of thing. But actually, it wasn't that. It was more like this. Because it wasn't a love relationship. That wasn't a love relationship between Mary and Joseph. It was an arranged marriage. Mary was between the ages of 12 and 13. I know that I would have some problems as a father of a teenager that my daughter could be married off right now. Right? That would be a little bit difficult for me. Maybe we're living in a different time. And so there was no butterflies. There was no cushy feelings that we have around this. And there are three stages in a Jewish marriage. The first one is the fathers meet and discuss. The wires are caught up inside over here. Sorry, it's a little uncomfortable. This is what it feels like to be a woman with a bra. <laughs> I'm sorry. Isn't that what it feels like? You know, the Lord, the Lord teaches you things in an unexpected times in your life. Um, so, so I want you to imagine, this is not a marriage, this is not a marriage out of love. This is a marriage where two fathers said, this will be expediently good for our families. This will be good to keep the inheritance within a family, like an overarching extended family kind of space. This will be good for our image in the community. And we think Mary and Joseph will do that really well. And so... Maybe Mary and Joseph didn't have as much choice. Maybe they went up to Mary, said, you know, we would like you to marry this young man. And I don't know how much choice she would have had in that say, but hopefully she had some choice. But it wasn't because she was like, ooh, right? And then once the fathers agreed that this was an engagement, Mary and Joseph would become betrothed. And betrothed meant a formal ceremony where they would enter into this thing. And they would be betrothed for a year where Mary would stay in her home Joseph would stay in his home, and they would be leading up to this marriage. What's interesting is the patrol will be a year, and Joseph would rock up at any time and say, we're ready to get married, baby, right? And she needs to be ready, right? And so she's preparing for the day that Joseph just pitches up and gets married on that particular day. And so there's some really interesting things that come up for me as we think about this. And so the concept of engagement has developed over time. And it's only in the 19th century has love become part of what engagements is about, right? Where we have these, like, I feel something for you. In the past, it wasn't anything like that. It was all about other things around that. And so where do we find ourselves today? I think we're at a crossroads around defining what engagement means in today's society. And I don't really have all the answers for myself. And so rather than coming up with these answers myself, 
I've asked some friends to join me on the stage as we talk about engagement and what does it mean for us as a church community to be in that engagement place. So Mzamo, Navilia, uh, Lele, and Desmond, don't you want to join us up on stage? Please give them a warm welcome. Uh, make them feel welcome as they come up. All right, there we go. So nice to be able to share the stage with people. Um, please make, I said to them, this is a big connect group, just like 500 people watching us, that's all, so don't worry about that at all. Um, Lele, I'm saying it correctly, right? Lele, uh, you're sitting at home on your couch, drinking your favorite drink, the Holy Spirit visits you and says, Lele, how favored you are, the Holy Spirit, what would you have done if you were Mary? Honestly, at first I would have probably laughed. That's my, that's how I respond when I'm shocked. Um, but um, miracles still happen, right? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it would have been something very difficult to take in. Yeah. yeah. Um, and would have been very interesting to share the news. Yeah, I, I do enjoy shocking people. So <laughs> it would have been quite interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mzamo, I know you have a daughter of one daughter, right? So imagine it's five years into the future and she comes home, Dad, guess what? How would you have responded? I think the first thing would have been, where does this Holy Spirit live? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then we take it from there. <laughs> we'll take it from there. All right. I'm so glad we got some spiritful people with me uh, on the stage. Um, all right. So, Desmond. Um, do you think, so Desmond is single, uh, and myself and David are potentially looking out for, if there's any young women that are interested in Desmond, please speak to myself and David first, and we will negotiate whether we can go to the next step of betrothal. Um, but do you think, as he looks much younger than what he is, but as a young man, single young man, do you think that engagement is still relevant today? I would say yes, it's still relevant uh, because of what I've seen within my family and people around me, how it has progressed to proper to, to marriage and fulfilling uh, uh, marriage at that. In as much as I would like to get there and it's not happening, I still believe. You never know miracles like that. The scripture so, said all things are possible, so you never know. Yes, so I, in a nutshell, yes, I do believe. You do. Yeah. Navilia, uh, Mzamo, how many years are you married now? I should ask Mzamo. No, Navilia. <laughs> 12 years. 12 years? Okay. Whoop, whoop. Um, I know this is taking you back now, right? So when you were busy dating, like, what, is the, what are the telltale signs? What are, what, are, what are the people that are out there that are young and hip and happening, right? No, when, it, when is this moving from dating to engagement? Like, what are the things that, that told you, eh, this is for real, this is not just play play anymore? Like, what were the things that came up for you? So I think in general, the first thing would probably be that you're both on the same page. Because it's going to be kind of awkward if one person thinks this is serious and the other one still thinks it's complicated. <laughs> so, so for us, it was, look, our, our scenario is a little bit different in that 
we prayed about dating like other people would pray about getting married. And so, because we worked together. So when Mzamu showed an interest, um, and I always said I would never date someone I work with. I mean, that's just dumb, right? So... (laughs) So in order to say yes to dating someone you work with, you needed to be pretty sure because if this thing wasn't going to work out, someone needed to resign. (laughs) And I had just started (laughs) in the organization and I just moved to Johannesburg. So I'm like, best you be sure because this is going to be awkward. So I think a lot of honest conversations from the get-go and agreement about you guys being on the same page. I don't know how many... Sisters I've walked with or prayed for where they're like, I think this is serious. I think it's going somewhere. And maybe when someone asks the guy, he's like, "Mm, I'm still, I'm keeping my options open. So that's how you know that it's not when there's not alignment. When there's alignment, we are going somewhere. Was there alignment, Mzamo? Yeah, I think, I guess who you're with kind of helps in terms of like the people you're with, uh, the kind of thinking that you're having at that time because it was definitely around, I think still relatively young and the idea was I don't just want to hop, skip and jump um, yeah, around relationships. saying amen. Right? Yeah, wherever he is. <laughs> he's saying amen. Um, so I think initially it was really about I want purpose for this relationship. I don't know where, if we'll end up married but it was a thing of I want to, I want, I'm entering into this relationship with purpose. So when we were already starting to date and we were going out, it was a thing of, ah, okay, we have things that we agree with. We want to do things a certain way. So by the time it was a case of, I want to marry this person, it was a thing of, we were already six months in. I'm like, no, I want to marry this person. And so we dated for a year and five days and Five they, days. No, I, remember, <laughs> I remember. I remember. You must bookmark these things. You stay. You start dating on the thirty-first of December, and then you see. And then, um, and then we were engaged for three and a half months. So it's, it's really that thing of, what do you want? What's the purpose of you doing this? And and I think a lot of the times, like yeah, no, we want to have fun. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm not saying, um, we want people to to enter into relationships. And, 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 and discover potential spouses and that kind of thing. But the golden rule is love the Lord with all your heart, with all your strength, and love your neighbors yourself. So if we're doing that, then we're not going to be doing day to Stacy, January, I'm running to Cassandra in, in, in September, and like just going around breaking hearts. So I think we need to keep the golden rule as that thing. So yeah. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, you can... So I, I, I remember... Uh, was it our second date? I can't remember. Maybe our second, our first second date. Terms, it was over pizza. I do remember a terrible <laughs> pizza. It was awful pizza. And then Tamsin said, uh, I'm not playing around. Uh, you're either serious or you're not. And I was like, okay, the line, the line was very clear. There was no ambiguity around where I stood in this yeah. thing. So, um, yeah, that like, intentionality is really important. Lele, yes. um, as you th- also, Lele is also single. Um, and myself and Greg are negotiating potential mates afterwards. So there's ministry over on this side and potential dates on that side for the two. And you never know that the two of them are sitting next to each other. Sorry, I know you shouldn't be blushing. All right, but let's let's say I see people are witnessing in the room. Anyway, um, so what do you expect 
of a partner as you enter, like if you were to start dating and go into this engagement, like what are the expectations for you of a future partner as you enter into this thing? Like what do you expect from them? Is it like second date pizza, draw the line, or is there a little bit more of a process? Sure. <clears throat> okay, um, sure, that's loaded. I think for me, um, one of the well, it's important for the person to know where they're at with God, obviously. Uh, but that can seem different for different people. So I probably would have to clarify that. But also, I have a son. So that is very important for me to be with somebody who understands what that entails. And they are, even if they may not be a father, but they can kind of go into that role easily, if I can put it that way. Um, also, because of that, um, how they are, their character, and how they are rooted in God is very important because they're going to speak over my son. So wow. I, that's very important for me. Sure. Um, so yeah, however they think, and it, it's, it's very important because they are going to speak into my son and he's going to look up to them. Um, but I also expect clarity and honesty. Um, yeah, and, and just for the person to just, yeah, vulnerability as well is very important for me. And um, yeah, just mainly those things, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. So, very clear cut. <laughs> um, Navilia and Mzamo, you're not related, so they need to clarify that in the first service that the husband and wife said, we're not related, and they come from different cultures. You come from different cultures, I'm assuming, right? Um, Mzamo, what was it like, like in your culture, you have particular things you need to follow and do and adhere to, but you're marrying outside of your culture, like what was that kind of process? Like, did you know who to speak to? Do I bring my uncles with me? Do I not bring them with me? Like, what's the story? Yeah. How did you deal with the complexity of an intercultural marriage? Yeah. Um, I think one of the, the first things is just be upfront and clear with your family. This is who I'm getting married to. Okay. Um, so trying to reduce as much of the surprise factor yeah. as possible. Um, even with just being married to someone in your own uh, ethnic group, like you should tell people who you're with so that you don't surprise people when they don't see the things that you see in this person because you've been hiding them. Um, so, so with Navelia, it was a case of like, look, mom, dad, um, it's post-1994 now. <laughs> <laughs> it's legal. It's, it's legal, that kind of thing, you know. We do have colored family, you know, you know th that kind of thing. And um, I think it was really a, a thing of just, look, this is what I want to do. Uh, I think, especially with my parents, it had moved from, once I knew that I wanted to marry her, it had moved from, um, as, as a child relationship, um, what do you think, oh man, I'd really like your opinion, to this is what I want to do, I'd like for you to support me, but I'm going down this direction. And so when we, I think, remember we went down to Cape Town, it was my, my parents and I, and we flew down to Cape Town to meet Navelia's parents. And um, they were very gracious. Uh, my mother-in-law's in here. Um, they were very gracious. I remember my dad asking the all-important question, so do you want cows? <laughs> <laughs> and um, my father-in-law said no, and I breathed a huge sigh of relief. <laughs> um, 
but he was he was definitely from a point of just like wanting to set us off in a in, in a right way so um i think it's it was really about playing open cards and everyone knowing this is what we're going into so i think it's as it's really important that everyone goes in with their eyes open awesome yeah. nabila i think for us also the same as mzamo it's um in our cultural context the person you date must come in through the front door <laughs> not the back door um no surprises i know a lot of people say your relationship is personal first and first you establish it because your families can be quite meddlesome or interfering but in our case so because my parents lived in the western cape and we started dating here i said to him zamo when he started expressing seriousness you've got to go to cape town and you've got to ask my father for his blessing to date me <laughs> right so a lot of people say yo uh, that and and a lot of times uh maybe our friends will say things to you like oh, that's so outdated or why are you why are you setting the bar so high but for me one it's it gave a chance to express the seriousness from his side but on a plane for the first time in my life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it also it gives your parents or the people in your life an opportunity to see the character or an aspect of the character of the person that you are with to what you said earlier they can't see what you see if you don't give them a chance so um i know this sounds countercultural but i was reminded about 1 peter 2 verse 12 which is live such exemplary lives that even if non-believers mock you or accuse you they'll see your conduct and they will give glory to God yeah. at the appointed time so i i know i i am aware that families look different and there's all kinds of crazy in all of our families and maybe there's some toxicity and maybe you feel like you don't want to expose this person to the other <laughs> people before you've even had a chance to get to know them but i think what it said to us was it it set a foundation for ourselves but also for the family so that as we were going into the dating as we're going to, into the engagement phase they were along the journey with us and so they went getting to know mzamo on the other side of marriage for the first time which i think was really important the first year of marriage is really hectic there's a lot of problems just as you guys find each other you don't want meeting the in-laws and those theatrics to be the first time that it comes up so the engagement process gives you access to the culture that you are marrying into it gives you and and culture looks different culture is just do we eat together on a sunday um or not do we um watch the game together do, does everybody go into their rooms at a certain time you get an exposure to the culture which i think is really helpful and so by the time we brought our two cultures into the marriage it wasn't the wedding day wasn't the first time that people were expressing their culture the dating and engagement period was an opportunity for both families to say these are some of the redemptive elements of our culture that we'd like to bring into this new union awesome cool desmond uh, can you share examples oh wait wait what when you look at this 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 faith community that's here we got mentors we got pastors we got pre-marriage counselors as you think about entering into a relationship and an engagement process what are your hopes expectations and dreams of us as a community as a single person as you entering into that what what would be 
some of the things for you that we would provide, need to provide for you as a single person? I think support in the sense that uh, guidance where you don't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to be verbal, uh, but what I see uh, when I interact with you, what I, the energy that I feel when I interact with the couples, uh, that will help me uh, because I think from what I've seen in some instances and what I've gone through, it's not so inspiring. <laughs> So, so in terms of the support structure, the people around me, those who are seemingly successful in their, in their journey, uh, in the engagement or marriage, what I'd like to see or experience or just pick up from them would be that energy of, Hmm, this is beautiful, I'd like this, okay. without you having to actually utter a single word. So that's pretty much where I am. Uh, because I have seen beautiful stuff from people, then I've seen not so beautiful stuff from the Christian community. So it, 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 it just when you get excited, you're like, ooh, ouch, that's, you know. Yeah. So, you, you, yeah, it, it gets tricky. And you address something, because this is easy. What we're doing here is really easy. It's an hour, 45 minutes on stage, and I portray, I act something. But it's when I'm stuck in traffic, when I'm having a bad hair day, that, that the real stuff, and so it's about living, how we live our lives and how yeah. people perceive that. Navina, you wanted to add something? or I don't know, I saw your finger go up. I wasn't sure if you wanted no, to say something. No, I actually wanted to ask Desmond yeah. if that's okay. Uh, just maybe what based on the bad experiences that you've had, maybe just an encouragement or how, how can we do better as the family of faith around you? I'm not too sure if I have a measure against that I would say uh, I'm measuring against this particular standard. But yeah, I have seen some <laughs> weird and wonderful things. Lele? <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, what I'm learning is that as you grow into community, you will see it's bound to happen to experience challenging things from people. And I think I'm going to learn that that is also important in terms of developing my personal character because God does call us like this. If you go into the scriptures, there are instances where God talks about forbearance, about forgiveness, about... Um, like various things where God expects us, like he's almost prepared us for instances where we come across challenging situations. And also I feel like in marriages as well, when you are uh, with somebody that you love, you there's some days where you won't like them. Yeah. Um, so um, I feel like for me personally, I've learned to accept that and take it as a sort of like a something that helps me to grow and in those areas that God reveals to you uh, you pray you pray for your heart or you challenge yeah the those uh, challenging not so beautiful parts that you say sure. so for me personally I do tell people that if I've done something please talk to me yeah. don't walk away and I don't know. Like, yeah. if you come and tell me, it's an opportunity for me to learn and grow. So, yeah. Absolutely. Just, um, just to add on. Yeah. Uh, I've been in long-term relationships and 
hoping that they would lead to uh, engagement and marriage. And so I'm not, I might appear as having an unfair expectation of people around me, but also expectations of myself. There's a, a particular relationship that I had for a long time, and in my head, in my heart, this was it. Only to discover that we're two very different people. So after that collapsed, it ruined everything for me. So, so when the relationships are not going well, we go to school. So you've got all sorts of paperwork <laughs> and all trying. But that aspect of companionship is not being addressed. So that that's lacking. So it's it's initially I would. Uh, actively search, then it got to a point where I'm like, oh, Lord, if this is what you want from me, <laughs> let's just let it be. When it happens, it will happen. In the meantime, let's write these exams and, <laughs> and, and see how we go yeah, with them. When right? they come, they will come. Yeah. Sure. So, I, I don't know where time has gone so quickly. I'm just getting into the meat of stuff. I see you all on the edge of your seats ready to go. But... Throughout scripture, um, God uses institutions, uses examples, either to illustrate uh, our relationship with Him, how we should relate with one another. I mean, God even uses a relationship with a harlot uh, in, in Isaiah around prophetically engaging. So if we had to think about healthy engagements, um, what do you think God is trying to teach us in terms of how we relate with Him? how we share the gospel. So yeah, three things anybody can answer. So one is, what, what can we learn from engagement that can help us share the gospel with unbelievers? What about engagement can enhance the way we engage with one another as Christians? And what does engagement teach us uh, about our everyday walk as Christians and our relationship with Jesus? Mzamo, your mic is up. Go for it. I'm going to take the last one. Um, so when I was actually thinking about so the basis of any relationship or any romantic relationship is friendship. And um, so you best be marrying your best friend if you're choosing to be engaged. And even in the process of I'm choosing to be engaged, we're amplifying this commitment, I'm, the dynamic changes. But throughout the process, it's like an onion. I'm, in, where I'm going through separate layers, layers upon layers. And similarly with our relationship with the Lord in that, we choose to walk with him, and as that relationship amplifies and intensifies, we're discarding other layers and going deeper and deeper and deeper. So similarly, I think engagement speaks to, for me in, the, in that regard, it speaks to getting, be sure, and growing in your commitment and understanding more and, and, and seeing this person in a different light. Because, um, for instance, when you're, getting, when you're getting engaged, you might think, oh man, my man doesn't care about what colors we're going to have for the, for the centerpiece at the wedding. <laughs> You'll find out. <laughs> and, and, you know, I found out the hard way. You found out the hard way. <laughs> right? So it's about digging deeper and layers upon layers. And similarly with our relationship with the Lord is that we are to be continually getting deeper and deeper and, and, and uncovering layers of him. And he's unlayering us as well as we discover more of, of ourselves as well. Awesome, great. Uh, and Alele, is your hand up? Okay, cool. I think for me, engagement is a sort of like a stage of preparation to some degree. 
um, in terms of mental adjustment towards being a unit with this person that you are going to get married to. So I think in reference to the church, what I'm learning is that it's probably like a, a place where I need to prepare myself in every way to, for submission. Um, especially with regards to Christ, to the church, and you know, and vulnerability, because I feel like the more vulnerable I am with God, the more real my walk is with Him, and the more I get to grow in Him. So yeah. Oh wow! Awesome. Uh, Desmond wants to say something, and I'm going to ask you to pray if that's okay, Navilia, with in terms of time. Desmond, uh, I think uh, with the way I view uh, engagement is in t- intentionality where the average lady does not want a guy who's not, who does not know what they want. I also do not know. <laughs> I, also do, I also don't want to be in a, in, a, in a position where I'm, I'm unsure, I'm uncertain, I'm scattered about stuff. So intentionality, like, listen, these are my intentions. This is where I am. Where are you? What do you think? What do you feel? Let's pray about this. Then we go through that journey of becoming a unit. So that's pretty much where I So intentionality. So, Navili, I'm going to ask you to pray in a second. But, um, Navili, um, Mzamo, something you shared really landed with me around my walk with God is that it's not a secret, right? So when you get engaged, uh, one of the first things we do is we, we do this when we walk into the room. We, like, show off the sparkly ring. Like, we show off this relationship that we have. And uh, we're not ashamed of the person we're getting. We don't keep them a secret. And I know that for some of us, People are like, oh, you're a Christian? No, I would never have known, right? And, and so this idea that when we're in this relationship with God, it's that it's known, that we celebrate. It's not something that we, that we hide. And I remember when I asked Tamsin to marry me, it was in Fishhook on the beach there, and I was petrified that I was going to lose the ring in the sand. And I was like, make sure that it was on me all the time. But I was so nervous that day because I realized I was, I was going to do something that there was no turning back from. Like after this, there's no like do-overs. There's, I'm in this thing for real. And am I serious about it? And I often think that when we enter a relationship with Jesus, we always have a back door. We always have like a, we don't, we, like I, I wonder how many of us put our hands up when we say we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and we walk forward. Do we really know what we're doing when we're walking forward? Do we understand the, the, the weight and the seriousness of that commitment that we're entering into. And Pastor Cheesy shared this with me this week, um, that um, it's in, in 2 Corinthians 11.2, and it says, I'm, I'm jealous for you with a godly, jealous, a godly jealousy. I have, I have promised you in marriage one husband, uh, a present in the Virgin of Christ. And this idea that as Christians, we are betrothed to Christ. We're not married to Christ at the moment. We're betrothed. And um, we are eagerly waiting for the coming of our bride, right? Will we be ready? Will you be ready for when Christ is coming? And are our lives in an alignment with what Jesus expects for us when he does come? How are we living around that? And so, Navila, don't you want to just pray for us as we think about what this engagement means, not only for our relationships with one another, but also our relationship with Christ? Let's pray. Father, thank you that even as we start this Advent time, which is the anticipation of the arrival of the bridegroom, 
even as we're going into a relationship series, uh, as Quentin has said, Lord God, may this be the start of us anticipating the arrival in a new way. May we posture our hearts to be ready for when the one who we are betrothed to will come in glory. Lord, I pray for all of us here today and online and those who will listen to this at another time. For those who are single and maybe not content in the singlehood. For those who are maybe heading towards marriage and are feeling the excitement and also the nerves. For those who are married and maybe struggling for those who maybe have lost a spouse and are working through what that looks like, whatever season we are in, Lord God, I pray the blessing of 1 Thessalonians 5 on us. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, regardless of whether you are hoping for a relationship, just out of a relationship. May your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless. Thank you, Father, that even when we fail, we have this reassurance. He who calls you is faithful and he will surely do it. You will give us the grace to be sanctified in purity, whichever season we find ourselves in, Lord God. And you give us that, just that out, that it's not in our strength, but it is in your strength. And so I just pray for the grace of the Holy Spirit among all of us, all my brothers and sisters here today, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is with us and we receive it anew today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give a big hand to the panel. Pastor Quinton, thank you so much for leading us. I think this morning, it's very important that many of you are thinking through all these things that we've talked about. And uh, I really believe Jesus wants to say something very specific to you this morning. I want us just to take a moment, just close your eyes, and let's just listen. Lord Jesus, there's a lot that's been said today. There's a lot that's been said. Some of it, Father God, is disturbing to us because we know we're not living it. Other things we're hopeful about. Other things we're just so excited about because we know you're coming again and we're engaged to you and there's going to be a wonderful marriage someday. Father, I pray for that one thing. Just ask Jesus for that one thing he wants you to take away this week, that one thing to apply to your life, that one thing you want to start putting into practice. Many things were shared today. Some of them were just getting things out in the open. Some were the, just looking in the mirror and preparing ourselves. Some of them were just looking to Jesus for the standards that he wants us to live. Father, would you show us?